listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Friday the 19th of November. This is Recap, made for you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. Here's the disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Hi Alice. Hey Jose, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm so glad it's now Friday. In fact, it's now casual Friday. Exactly, and you may have noticed that there was a different voice in the intro. We've got Crystal here joining us. Hi Crystal. Hello, so lovely to be here. It's, it's super cool to have you on, on the show today and uh, Crystal's part of the team here at uh, Sharesies and she is a community lead. Can you describe what that role actually entails, Crystal? Yeah, basically I look after our social channels and I help moderate things like our lunch money webinars and I'm a big fan of the Recap podcast so I'm stoked to finally be on it. Well, I mean, you, you kind of have to say that when you're sitting here in front of us. So <laughs> No, it, it's true. It's all legit. I promise. It's so good for my ego. Thank you. I really needed that. Hey, we're stoked to have you here. Um, but So let's crack into it. Uh, Jose, it's been a big week of New Zealand companies dropping their financials, and today was my food bag's turn. Yes, you will remember uh, the meal delivery company first delivered an IPO six months ago, debuting on the New Zealand and Australian stock exchanges. So appropriately, they filed their first half year results this morning. And how did they do? So net profit was up 25% on the same period last year, bringing it to $9.4 million. My food bag's EBITDA was up as well by 11.6% to $15 million. But contrasting that, deliveries and the average value of orders were both down. Uh, so this afternoon I had a call with the My Food Bag CEO, Kevin Bowler, and the Chief Financial Officer, Mark Winter. And I asked them why, even with record earnings, those two metrics had dip. Uh, but just a note before I start the interview, you'll hear from Kevin first and then Mark. So some of the other metrics uh, in the announcement this morning were that total deliveries were 808,000 and that average order value was 121.81 cents. Now that's lower than the same period in uh, the financial year 2021. Why is that? We're comparing to the first half of FY21, particularly that April-May period where New Zealand was really locked down tightly. Um, and as a result of that, we had a spike over that period. Um, so we're, we're actually tracking quite nicely against like for like periods now. Um, but against that spike period, um, you know, we, we're definitely not matching that, that uh, level of demand. Yeah, how much was that spike? Oh, Mark, do you remember? We saw our volumes lift up by somewhere between 50 and 60% um, of what we were trading previously. But I think what's more important uh, to point out was that subsequent to that spike, we managed to retain a number of those new customers that we acquired or customers that we reactivated. And they've continued on to be my food bag customers and, and enjoy our product. Was that an intense time for you guys? We didn't even have a feature on our website that stopped uh, people placing orders. 
you know, it was it was one of those things. No one had ever really thought that we'd get to a point where we had more demand so quickly um, than we could cope with. And I, and I think it it's not that we couldn't meet the demand; it's just that we we couldn't respond as quickly as that demand was going. Mm. It's coming at us. You also reported that uh, my food bag increased active customer numbers and also increased high value customer numbers. How does uh, my food bag define an active customer and a high value customer? What's your definition of that? An active customer is, is someone in, in a given quarter that has placed an order with us. So over 13 weeks, if you've bought something from us, you're an active customer in that quarter. And for a high value customer, we look across 52 weeks and we, um, we look for people who have placed more than 20 or more orders with us over those 52 weeks. And I also see that uh, your guidance for the full year remains the same. Is that right? Yeah, the earnings guidance is um, re- remains the same. Um, and we're suggesting that our, our revenue might be a little bit stronger, but it's unlikely to, to drive further earnings improvement. It's worth also noting that the, the target in the PFI for earnings is 34.2 million which is up from 29 million in the prior year. What's the plan to make sure that the, you, you meet that guidance? Well, we've got a really close watch on costs, um, both our um, ingredient or input costs, as well as our operating costs. Um, and, and we're continually looking for growth opportunities. So one of the growth um, spaces that we're working on at the moment is what we're calling the My Food Bag Kitchen. And, and in the kitchen is, a, is a 70 or 80 products in, that customers can shop on top of their meal kit purchase. And we've seen some really good, encouraging performance from that over the last few weeks. And over the next six months, what what have you pinpointed as challenges? Well, I I think inflation's been one that we've been dealing with for a a few months now, but um, you know, we've only got a certain amount of visibility as to what, how that will play out over the the remainder of the year. as I, having said that, we've we've been able to successfully move price in October, so we feel reasonably confident. But let, let's be honest, New Zealand's in a in a pretty volatile place with the pandemic. Yeah, um, we know people need to eat, and they know we know that they want to buy more online. There will be things that surprise us, I'm sure. Now, this will mark my food bag's first ever dividend offering, which I'm sure is exciting for a lot of people. So what will that look like for shareholders? Yeah, so the board has been uh, declared a interim dividend of $0.03 cents per share. That's fully imputed. Uh, that will be paid on the 16th of December. And from a full-year perspective, uh, a final dividend has been forecast of $0.04 cents per share. Um, and that will um, is planned Um and will be paid subsequent to the release of the FY22 result. But the, the interim dividend of three cents has been confirmed. And just finally, uh, I was very curious to know why, Mark, you're named as Mark Whitebait Winter <laughs> on my food bags website and why you're named uh, Kevin Bacon Bowler. <laughs> oh, just a favourite food. Um, <laughs> so uh, we, we've got to come up with a, a foodie name which starts with either our, the first letter of our surname or our first name. So... The first thing that came to mind was bacon before someone pointed out that there's already a Kevin Bacon, but anyway. <laughs> it's all right. You wear it well. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> With pride. Oh, looking for me, I think, you know, white bait being the delicacy that it is, uh, putting aside the fact that I'm, I'm tall and long uh, and skinny a bit <laughs> like a piece of white bait, but um, yeah, seemed to fit. And just to clarify, my food bag guidance for the 2022 financial year is an EBITDA of $34.2 million. And I can confirm that Mark is indeed a tall drink of water. 
But Alice and Crystal, I'm very, very curious to know what your my food bag name would be. Well, Jose, it just so happens, <laughs> I, I actually was thinking about this earlier in the day. I was pondering. Um, I won't admit how much time I actually spent, uh, you know, at work uh, thinking about what my my food bag name would That's be. That's probably safe that you don't say that. But um, yes. so I was like, okay, food starting with A, and it, uh, one of those things happened where all of a sudden you can't think of any foods that start with A apart from anchovy. So the only thing I could think of was anchovy Alice. No, I don't even like anchovy. <laughs> it has a ring. It kind of has a ring to it. It kind of does. It does. It, I, 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 but I, I know this. This sounds terrible. But like, whenever you say anchovy Alice. I just think of you, but you're just really sweaty for some oh, reason. No. Like oh, this horrible uh, little fish. To like backtrack on this, I actually Googled food starting with A and I came across allspice. And I thought allspice owl would be my go-to. So Ooh. I'll lock that one in. Very street. Nice. That's nice. What about you, Crystal? Uh, I, I have thought about this before and the reason is because I have interacted with the My Food Bag uh, customer love team before and I was helped by Jack Jackfruit and um, Asai Annabelle. So that's that got me thinking and I think I would be um, Crystal Kumara. I think, you know, that yeah, has a nice, nice ring to it. But yeah. So it's not just the C-suite that have, have these like food-based names. It's the whole. Nah, the whole, yeah, the whole company by the sounds of it. The whole, every single employee. <laughs> That's incredible. I love it. What would your speech I say? Uh, I would just be, I, I think I said this earlier to someone, I'd just be Jose Nuggies Barbosa. <laughs> doesn't, there's the, it doesn't have the right, the, I mean, jackfruit, there's not very many food that starts with J, I don't think. Yeah, that's a tricky one, isn't it? But if we're I'll link go... you the website I was on before. <laughs> <laughs> but I think going the other way, it'd probably just be like Jose Bolognese Barbosa. It just makes me sound like a mobster, to be honest. It does, it does. <laughs> great, great, my food bag chat, guys. Love it. But let's move on. What news have you got for us today, Alice? Well, uh, Alibaba released their latest earnings results for the quarter ended September. And these missed expectations uh, and caused the company's share price to fall over 10% yesterday. Interesting. So before we dig into the results, do you want to tell us a bit about Alibaba? Sure thing. So Alibaba, in case you haven't heard of them, is a giant e-commerce company. Now, they provide a digital marketplace for merchants and consumers. So the company operates in four different segments, all tech-related, but most of the company's revenue and profits come from their commerce operations. And is Alibaba a Chinese company? Yes, you're right. The company is based in China. In fact, they are China's largest e-commerce company. But people can invest in them through the New York Stock Exchange uh, as an American Depository Receipt or ADR. Now, I vaguely remember you telling me about these things in the past. Can you remind me what an ADR is? Yeah, so ADRs represent the shares of a company based outside of the US. ADRs trade on US exchanges like shares in a company. Uh, It's like owning shares in the company, but there are some slight differences to do with taxes and some fees. Basically, it's a way for foreign companies to list on a US stock exchange without having to go through the whole rigmarole of listing on the exchange itself, uh, which can be expensive, particularly if they're already listed on another stock exchange, say, in their home country. Thanks for that explainer, Alice. That's really helpful. So let's get into the detail of the results. What actually happened? 
Well, as I mentioned, Alibaba missed analyst expectations. This was in terms of both revenue and earnings. So revenue came in at just under 201 billion yuan. That's about 31.1 billion US dollars. But that was lower than analyst expectations of 205 billion yuan. Uh, Earnings came in at 3.4 billion yuan or 11.2 yuan per share, uh, which was lower than the 12.36 expected. Now, it's worth noting that although uh, that revenue actually still grew 29% year on year, although earnings declined 38% from a year ago. So, So what happened then? Why were the results lower than expected? Well, there are a few factors at play. So first of all, there's changes to the regulatory environment that Alibaba operates in. China has been cracking down on its domestic technology industry and big corporations, and that involves bringing in new regulations, including antitrust and data protection laws. In the earnings announcement, Alibaba noted that regulations and the regulatory environment are among the uncertainties that the company faces. And what else has been impacting the company? Well, another thing is that the Chinese economy has also had slowing growth, and that's flowed through to consumption and how much people are spending. And then on top of that, CEO David Zhang said that uh, they're facing increased competition, and that's affected their core commerce business in China. What else did Alibaba say about their results? Zhang said that they continue to invest into their three strategic pillars of domestic consumption, globalisation and cloud computing. He also noted that their global annual active consumers reached 1.24 billion. Uh, That's an increase of 62 million consumers for the quarter. And with that number, they're on track to achieve their longer term target of serving 2 billion consumers globally. Wow, two billion. Uh, finally, did Alibaba say anything about the rest of their financial year? Yeah, the company actually decreased their revenue guidance for the full financial year. Alibaba previously said that they expected to bring in 930 billion yuan for the year. Uh, that would have represented around 30% revenue growth from last year. Uh, but now the company expects around 20 to 23% growth for the year. Great. Thank you very much, Alice. So I'm a bit of a beauty product addict and I love a good drugstore haul, as they call it in the US. And so this story caught my eye. Uh, CVS Health has announced that they plan to close 900 stores over three years. Now, first of all, for those of us not familiar with CVS, and I count myself among them, what kind of company are they? So basically, they are the largest drugstore or pharmacy uh, chain in the US. Uh, They sell prescription drugs and all the usual merchandise you kind of see at pharmacies like beauty products, gifts, that kind of thing at over 9,000 retail locations. Um, And they also have an online store and they provide health and wellness services through clinics and they have health hubs as well as health insurance too. And CVS is a publicly listed company, right? Yeah, that's right. So they're listed on the New York Stock Exchange. And in fact, their share price is up about 38% this year, outpacing the 31% growth of the S&P 500. And the shares actually hit a 52-week high of $96.57 earlier this month too. And they reported revenue of $73.8 billion for the three months ended 30th September 2021. Mm, so tell me more about this news of them closing Uh, for this intense news of them closing over 900 stores. 
Yeah, well, the company is saying that they are making this change to adjust to changing customer needs, uh, and they plan to focus their efforts on digital growth and turning the remaining stores into destinations that offer a range of healthcare services, including things like therapy, um, screenings for chronic conditions like diabetes, and even wellness rooms where you can do yoga. Uh, CVS said it plans to use three different store formats, basically. So one group will offer primary care services, another will be these health hubs, and a third will remain traditional stores that fill prescriptions and sell items from shampoo to milk. So surely store closures mean job losses though. Uh, What might this mean for CVS employees? Yeah, so there was no word on the number of job losses, but the company did say that they are committed to offering impacted employees roles in other job locations or different opportunities as part of their overall workforce strategy. So when will they start closing the stores? So store closures will begin in spring 2022, they've said, which is around autumn in New Zealand, uh, but it won't happen all at once. The company said it plans to close about 300 per year over three years. And have CVS outlined the financial impact of the store closures? Yeah, CVS said it expects to take an impairment change. So this is an expense um, used to account for an asset that is no longer as valuable as it once may have been, of between $1 billion and $1.2 billion in the fourth quarter due to the closures. Uh, and as a result of this, the company decreased their earnings per share forecast range from between $6.13 and $6.23 per share to between $5.46 and $5.67 per share. And finally, how did the market react to CVS's news? So CVS's shares were up at about 2.8% at market close. So it kind of appears that the market considers this move, a, you know, a move in the right direction, really. Awesome. Thanks very much, Crystal. And that was Recap for the 19th of November. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch, our email is recap at sharesies.co.nz and you can also leave a voice message. There's a link in the episode description. And have a great weekend. We will see you next week. Sure will. Hey, te Bye.